Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written work stemming all the way back to 1996. 3,700 plus film reviews to read uh, at your leisure. Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at one of the Christmas releases this year. It's called Daddy's Home. It's a comedy starring Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. PG-13 rated for thematic elements, crude and suggestive material, and for language, and it runs an hour and 36 minutes. The uh, supporting cast includes Linda Cardellini, Thomas Hayden Church, Hannibal Burris, and Bobby Cannavale. Uh, Sean Anders is the director, and Anders also co-writes the screenplay along with Brian Burns and John Morris. In Daddy's Home... Will Ferrell stars as a New Orleans smooth jazz radio station exec called Brad Whitaker. Brad has a loving wife in Sarah, played by Cardellini, and he also has two stepchildren who haven't quite come around to accepting him as their new father. Things seem to be on the up and up uh, for Brad's stake in the family, and that is until Sarah's deadbeat ex a man named Dusty Mayron, who's played by Mark Wahlberg, decides that he wants to pay a visit. And that triggers a lot of feelings of jealousy and insecurity uh, in Brad when it turns out that Dusty is seen as the epitome of a cool guy to his kids in all of the ways that Brad has never been and probably can never be. Thinking that he needs to up his game in the face of a total alpha male who might even steal back his ex-wife, Brad decides that He's going to have to fight for this family. He's going to have to start manning up and beat Dusty at his own game in order to earn the right to be the man of the house. Directed and co-written by Sean Anders, along with uh, those fellow scripters, Brian Burns and John Morris, Daddy's Home is like an extended sitcom episode that's generally uninspired most of the time, but I do think that it has enough laugh-out-loud moments that keep it from the bottom of the movie abyss that it seems like it would be destined for if you were to watch it straight from the trailer. Anders, as the director, he aims toward an anything-for-laugh style. He's willing to engage in some grossly exaggerated sight gags for jokes. Uh, there's a scene in which Brad tries to handle Dusty's high-powered motorcycle only for it to lose control and go right into the house and up the stairs and out the window and onto the family's SUV uh, the SUV in the, by the way, in this film here, just to, uh, digress a little bit, uh, there is, a, an obvious commercial for the Ford flex, which is the family SUV at the beginning of the film where Brad describes how much he likes the vehicle and how it's a great for family. He does it not just once, but twice in this movie. Uh, I mean the, the worst kind of, uh, of product placement in this film, Cinnabon also gets recurring, uh, mentions in this movie, including on-site ads. Uh, this movie really pushes, uh, those buttons quite <laughs> often, uh, to the point where it, you know, it, it begins to feel like a commercial half of the time. Anyway, so the, the high-powered motorcycle goes through the house, it crashes onto the SUV, destroys it, uh, almost, um, and, the scene is punctuated by something you would only see in a cartoon. Uh, the uh, wife, Sarah, goes upstairs and Brad is stuck halfway through. His body and his head and shoulders and arms are into uh, the other side of the wall. And he's just kind of hanging there with his body sticking out from one wall uh, into the uh, other side. Uh, 
really ridiculous stuff. There's another scene, and this one's featured prominently in the tra- trailer. Uh, you see Brad try to one-up Dusty uh, because Dusty built a half-pipe in the backyard for the kids uh, for skateboarding. And Dusty's great at skateboarding. He does the half-pipe. He's, he's phenomenal. He got the GoPro, and he's filming it. And, uh, so Brad, who has experience with the skateboard, uh, digs out the skateboard from the closet and decides that he's going to uh, show off his skills on the half-pipe. He gets on the roof, and he jumps... He jumps, makes a jump from the roof onto the half pipe, and when he gets to the other side of the ramp, uh, his body flies into the air as as high as the power lines that are uh, going across the uh, the backyard, and it electrocutes him. And then he lands, uh, you know, his full body goes into the uh, into the uh, the power lines, and then he lands, and he's not breathing, and all this other stuff. And Brad's laying there dying, basically, uh, and. We're supposed to find this funny. Dusty nonchalantly uses this as a prolonged opportunity to quiz the kids on uh, CPR, first aid techniques. And, you know, he basically is just not getting around to reviving uh, Brad. You know, it's a it's an inherently silly movie. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of regard for its characters. It's just there. It exists to try to elicit laughs and nothing more. It doesn't go very deep at all. And and that's okay on that level, I guess, if you're looking for just a few minor uh, laughs here and there. Although, Daddy's Home is marketed as a family film. I do want to say, if you're a parent, you might want to consider the PG-13 rating and take it seriously. There's a number of penis-related sight gags, and there's even a, a, a scene in which they actually compare sizes, which is kind of symbolic of the rest of the film, I guess. Uh, there are sexual references that might have your kiddos curious enough to ask what was so funny during or maybe even after the movie that might make it uncomfortable. Uh, the movie does also draw from the comedic well of po- having children behave in potty mouth fashion on a number of occasions to try to drum up some easy laughs. Um, one thing that kind of disturbed me a little bit is there's also some racial humor in the middle of this family comedy. It's a little creaky. I think it doesn't quite get away with it scot-free. Um, there's a scene in which Brad, you know, after that motorcycle incident, he hires a, uh, a, a repairman, basically, to come up and try to fix some of the problems that were left in the house after the motorcycle destroyed the wall, etc. And, um, and Dusty convinces him, hey, you're the man in the house. You should be, we should be able to, to knock this out. We don't need, you know, to wimp out and let somebody else fix this problem. We'll get your toolbox and we'll get rid of this guy and so automatically uh basically brad goes to dismiss the guy the guy is african-american and uh assumes that because he's black he's basically being uh discharged uh from the house and that leads to a lot of uncomfortable uh jokes about brad perhaps being racist even though he's not but basically uh seeming like he is because there's no real reason why he would dismiss the guy otherwise right and the film, I, I guess, uh, Sean Anders decides that this is a really funny gag, so he contrives a way for that same man- character, the, uh, the, the repairman, the African American repairman, to end up living in the house, presumably, not, not for any reason other than the fact that Anders thinks that this race humor angle is probably especially funny, and he wants to milk that gag for all it's worth throughout the rest of the movie. 
So he just has this guy around just for Brad to basically undermine this guy and uh, be seen even more and more as a racist, even though he's not. Uh, fans of Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, particularly those who enjoyed seeing them together doing virtually the same uh, milk toast man versus tough guy shtick in their previous collaboration in The Other Guys, that crowd will probably enjoy Daddy's Home more than most. But I do think that at this point in both of their careers, Daddy's Home feels like they're lazily regressing into formula commercial material that they've done many times before. And there's nothing in this movie that you haven't seen Will Ferrell do uh, you know, a dozen times before, Mark, Wa Mark Wahlberg, he's very affable. He doesn't do this kind of movie often, but he's done this before. And, you know, it, it's really, at this point, it's it's warmed over goods. It's just there for uh, plan, uh, for fan service, I guess. The kids are, as they are in a lot of these kinds of movies, they're adorably cute and exceedingly idealized and used basically mostly as props for some easy jokes uh, to drum up the humor value of the movie. The wife, played by Linda Cardellini, she's a, she's barely even... She barely has a personality. She, she has about as much personality as a rope would be for the men to play tug-of-war with, uh, which basically is what they're doing with her here. It's a disappointing waste of Linda Cardellini's comedic talent. I mean, she was one of the... the people on Freaks and Geeks, uh, and yet now she's just relegated to just being the, the prize for these two men to fight over. You know, we have a man here, and that this is actually really the problem with the movie. You have a man here, played by Mark Wahlberg, who's proven for years he's a terrible father, he's an absentee, he doesn't care about his kids uh, until recently, and then he expects that you know, now that sh that his ex-wife has moved on, that he suddenly is just going to uh, move, you know, push this other guy from the nest and just take over. And then in so doing, it also exposes his replacement father as a clueless and ineffectual dad who proves to be equally reckless and irresponsible as to the well-being of, of his family. You know, there's scenes where he gets drunk and belligerent and, you know, he's just he's horrible. Uh, even perhaps as evidenced here, even more so, he's willing to go even further into potentially harming his family in order to be the man of the house. I think that the best possible ending for Daddy's Home would be for uh, Linda Cardellini's character to just dump both of these polar opposite losers on the ends of the spectrum and just go for a normal guy somewhere in the middle uh, that will actually take care of the family and do so without being a complete embarrassment to them. So I would say uh, <laughs> the, the lesson learned here is that, you know, in, in the potential battle of the fathers, I think nobody wins in the end. And uh, despite the fact that the movie pretty much sucks on most levels, um, because I think that most people are going to go in there for laughs and that there are a number, I would say about a handful, maybe five times that I actually laughed uh, out loud, and I'm I'm a pretty hard sell when it comes to comedy. It's not easy to get me to actually laugh. Most of the time, I'll watch it and I'll think I'll think, oh, that's amusing, or oh, wow, this is terrible. But uh, it this did make me laugh. I'll give it credit for that. I'm gonna give Daddy's Home two and a half stars. That's the max I could really see for a film like this. Two and a half stars, meaning it had the talent here. It had the potential to be a good comedy. You had some pretty good. Uh, you got good actors here, good performers, but. It's lazy uh, on the part of uh, Sean Anders, 
And Will Ferrell really needs, he needs a, a something to show that he's not going to become the next Adam Sandler and just do the same shtick the rest of his career uh, for the fans that are, the fan base that is basically dwindling. Uh, I think Will Ferrell needs to to find something because the last few movies that have been uh that he's churned out have been nothing but the same formula and certainly uh for a comedic mind as as adept and and uh, as Will Ferrell who who usually goes all in in his comedies um it's getting really old and uh, it's already past its expiration date I think Daddy's Home, two and a half stars from the Quipster Film Review Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you liked it, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button. And also, if you happen to be on iTunes, uh, leave a review. And in fact, even if you're not on iTunes, if you happen to be listening on Stitcher or any other uh, place to get your podcast, if they have uh, a place where you can actually rate the show, hey, why not? It definitely helps. I, obviously, iTunes is is the one that most people use, and the, the rating system actually does determine uh, how much uh, exposure you get on their website, but, uh, or excuse me, on their, uh, on iTunes, I should say. Um, but, uh, so definitely that is the place I would highly encourage you to just click uh, the stars, however many stars you think I deserve. Um, also, uh, if you want to write to me and let me know what you think of the show directly, uh, you can do so by going to my website, quipster.net. You can also find links to my Facebook page and my Twitter feed where you can also contact me as well. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening, and I hope that you enjoy your time whenever you go to the movies. 